Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read to you the whole Bible each year based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Harriet, your reader today. And today we have Monday, the 13th of February or the 22nd of Shabbat on the Hebrew calendar. The Torah portion or the parasha this week is called Mishpatim, which means judgment. And our scripture reading from the Torah is Exodus or Shemot, chapter 21, verse 20, through chapter 22 and verse 4, or verse 3 if you have a Bible with the Hebrew verse counting. Before we start reading, let's bless and thank the Lord for giving us His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. If a man strikes his servant or his maid with a staff, and he dies under his hand. The man shall surely be punished. But if his servant gets up after a day or two, he shall not be punished, for the servant is his property. If men fight and hurt a pregnant woman so that she gives birth prematurely, and yet no harm follows, he can be surely fined as much as the woman's husband demands, and the judges allow. But if any harm follows, then you must take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, and bruise for bruise. If a man strikes his servant's eyes or his maid's eye and destroys it, he shall let him go free for his eye's sake. If he strikes out his male servant's tooth or his female servant's tooth, he shall let the servant go free for his tooth's sake. If an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox shall surely be stoned, and its meat shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall not be held responsible. But if the ox had a habit of goring in the past, and this has been testified to its owner, and he has not kept it in, but it has killed a man or a woman. The bull shall be stoned, and its owner shall also be put to death. If a ransom is imposed on him, then he shall give for the redemption of his life whatever is imposed. Whether it has gored a son or has gored a daughter, According to this judgment it shall be done to him. If the ox gores a male servant or a female servant, thirty shekels of silver shall be given to their master, and the ox shall be stoned. If a man opens a pit, or if a man digs a pit and does not cover it, and an ox or a donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit shall make it good. He shall give money to its owner, and the dead animal shall be his. If one man's ox injures another's, so that it dies, then they shall sell the live ox and divide its price, and they shall also divide the dead animal. 
or if it is known that the bull was in the habit of goring in the past, and its owner has not kept it in. He shall surely pay bull for bull, and the dead animal shall be his own. If a man steals an ox or a sheep, and kills it or sells it, he shall pay five oxen for an ox, and four sheep for a sheep. If the thief is found breaking in, and it's struck, so that he dies, there shall be no guilt or bloodshed for him. If the sun has risen on him, he is guilty of bloodshed. He shall make restitution. If he has nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. If the stolen beast is found in his hand alive, whether it is an ox or a donkey or a sheep, he shall pay double. That was Exodus or Shemot twenty-one twenty through twenty-two four. Now the portion from the prophets. Today we will read Second Kings or Melachim Bet, chapter eight. Now Elisha had spoken to the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, "Arise and go, you and your household." and stay for a while wherever you can, for the Lord has called for a famine. It will also come on the land for seven years. So the woman arose and did according to the word of the man of God. She went with her household and lived in the land of the Philistines for seven years. And at the end of seven years, the woman returned from the land of the Philistines. Then she went out to beg the king for her house and for her land. Now the king was talking with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Please tell me of all the things that Elisha has done. And he was telling the king how he had restored to life him who was dead. Behold, the woman, whose son he had restored to life, begged the king for her house and for her land. Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. When the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed to her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers, and all the fruits of the field, since the day that she left the land, even until now. Elisha came to Damascus, and Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, was sick. He was told, The man of God has come. The king said to Hazael, Take a present in your hand, and go, meet the man of God, and inquire of the Lord by him, saying, Will I recover from this sickness? So Hazael went to meet him, and took a present with him, even of every good thing in Damascus, forty camels' burden, and came and stood before him, and said, your son Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, has sent me to you, saying, Will I recover from this sickness? And Elisha said to him, Go tell him, you will surely recover. However, the Lord has shown me that he will surely die. He fixed gaze steadily on him until he was ashamed. Then the man of God wept. Hazael said, Why do you weep, my lord? He answered, Because I know the evil that you will do to the sons of Israel. 
You will set their strongholds on fire, and you will kill their young men with the sword, and will dash their little ones in pieces, and rip up their pregnant women. And Hazael said, But what is your servant, who is but a dog, that he could do this great thing? Elisha answered, The Lord has shown me that you will be king over Syria. Then he departed from Elisha and came to his master, who said to him, What did Elisha say to you? And he answered, He told me that you would surely recover. On the next day he took a thick cloth, dipped it in water, and spread it on his face, so that he died. Then Hazael reigned in his place. In the fifth year of Joram, the son of Ahav, king of Israel, Jehoshaphat being king of Yehuda, then... Jeroham, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Yehuda, began to reign. He was 32 years old when he began to reign. He reigned eight years in Jerusalem. He walked in the way of the kings of Israel, as did Ahav's house, for he married Ahav's daughter. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. However, the Lord would not destroy Yehuda. For David his servant's sake, as he promised him to give to him a lamp for his children always. In his day Edom revolted from under the hand of Yehuda and made a king over themselves. Then Joram passed over to Tsair and all his chariots with him, and he rose up by night and struck the Edomites who surrounded him and the captains of the chariots, and the people fled to their tents. So Edom revolted from under the hand of Yehuda to this day. Then Livna revolted at the same time. The rest of the acts of Joram and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Yehuda? Joram slept with his fathers, and was buried with his fathers in David's city, and Ahaziah, his son, reigned in his place. In the twelfth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, Ahaziah, the son of Jerucham, king of Yehuda, began to reign. Ahaziah was twenty-two years old when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Atalia, the daughter of Omri, king of Israel. He walked in the ways of Ahav's house, and did evil in the sight of the Lord, as did Ahav's house, for he was the son-in-law of Ahav's house. He went with Joram, the son of Ahav, to war against Hazael, king of Syria, at Ramot-Gilad, and the Syrians wounded Joram. And King Joram returned to be healed in Jezreel from the wounds which the Syrians had given him at Ramah when he fought against Hazael, king of Syria. Ahaziah, the son of Jerucham, king of Yehuda, went down to see Jerom, the son of Ahab, in Yisrael, because he was sick. That was Second Kings chapter 8. Our portion from the writings will be Psalm or Tehillim, 122 and Psalm 133. 
a song of ascents. Lord, remember David and all his affliction, how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Yaakov. Surely I will not come into the structure of my house, not go up into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I found, find out a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the mighty one of Yaakov. Behold, we heard of it in Ephrata. We found it in the field of Yar. We will go into his dwelling place. We will worship at his footstool. Arise, Lord, into your resting place, you and the ark of your strength. Let your koanim be clothed with righteousness. Let your holy ones shout for joy. For your servant David's sake, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. The Lord has sworn to David in truth. He will not turn from it. I will set the fruit of your body on your throne, if your children will keep my covenant, my testimony that I will teach them. Their children also will sit on your throne forevermore. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his habitation. This is my resting place forever. I will live here for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her kwanim with salvation, and her pious ones will shout aloud for joy. I will make the horn of David to bud there. I have ordained a lamp for my anointed. I will clothe his enemies with shame, but on himself his crown will shine. A Song of Ascents by David See how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to live together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head that ran down on the beard, the beard of Aharon, that came down on the edge of his robes, like the dew of Hermon, that comes down on the hills of Zion. For there the Lord gives the blessing, life forever. That was Psalm 132 and 133. And our final portion, the writings of the apostles, will be John, the Gospel of John, or Yohanan, chapter 9. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents, that he was born blind. Yeshua answered, This man did not sin, nor did his parents, but that the works of God might be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground, made mud with the saliva, anointed the blind man's eyes with the mud, and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Shiloam, which means scent. So he went away, washed, and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who saw that he was blind before said, Is not this he who sat and begged? Others were saying, It is he. Still others were saying, 
he looks like him. He kept saying, I am he. Therefore they were asking him, How are your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Yeshua made mud, anointed my eyes, and said to me, Go to the pool of Shiloam and wash. So I went away and washed, and I received sight. Then they asked him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought him who had been blind to the Pharisees. Now it was on Shabbat when Yeshua made the mud and opened his eyes. Then again the Pharisees asked him how he received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes and I washed and I see. Therefore some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God because he does not keep Shabbat. Others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was division among them. Therefore they asked the blind man again, What do you say about him, because he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Judeans did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and had received his sight, until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, whom you say was born blind? How then does he now see? And his parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know, and who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age, ask him, he will speak for himself. himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Judeans. For the Judeans had already agreed that if any man would confess him as Mashiach, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So they called the man who was blind a second time and said to him, Give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, I do not know if he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. So they said to him again, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? They insulted him and said, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moshe. We know that God has spoken to Moshe. But as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered and said to them, Why, this is a remarkable thing, that you do not know where he comes from. Yet he opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshipper of God and does his will, he listens to him. Since the world began, it has never been heard of that anyone opened the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, You were altogether born in sins, and do you teach us? Then they threw him out. Yeshua heard that they had thrown him out, and finding him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Yeshua said to him, You have both seen him? and it is he who speaks with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And Yeshua said, 
I came into this world for judgment, that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may become blind. Those of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? Yeshua said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remains. That was John chapter 9. And if you are reading through the Apostles' writings twice this year, you would also read First Timothy chapter 6 today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms, wishing you a blessed day. May you draw encouragement and strength and wisdom from the Word of God. I wish you shalom, shalom from Israel. Until next time.